What's up, Buttercups? It's Nate with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. A lot packed into a very short time, and this one went over week one recap for the NFL, fantasy football, injuries, news, and notes, Taco Court Fantasy Football League. What's going in and on, in and around, through and through, up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, A, B, start, select. I don't know what that is. I always have to look it up whenever I do it. Anyways, added in a rants and raves segment that we're going to do every single week on the recap episode and leave you off with a banger of the week. Hope you guys enjoy. Love you. Bye. One of the NFL season in 2021 is in the books and it sure as hell did not disappoint folks. Injuries are everywhere. And I'm air quoting right now, obsessed throughout the league, high scores and the tail of the week just might be one of immaculate comebacks. I'm your host, Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Naderade530 and you can find our league there as well at Taco Court Pod. Both of those are linked here in the show notes for you. Let's get into it. Last week, after our last episode was published, I decided to gauge the interest of the league in doing a survivor pool. We ended up having seven of the 12 managers accept the invite and make their week one picks. The managers included were the Milford Academy, yours truly the Vinegar Strokes, the California Boner James 03, which has recently changed his name to California Boner Jams 03. Assume it was a typo. The Pocket Dogs, Three Penis Wine, Tony Patriot, and I shave my balls for this. After just one day of NFL football, five of the seven teams have been eliminated. California Boner James, or the Jams, whatever you want to call it, 03, picked the Vikings. The Pocket Dogs picked the Packers. That was a pretty good pick there. I was leaning the Packers at first, and I ended up changing it just because I'm a Jameis truther. Not really. I just changed it. I didn't know what to think about it. Three Penis Wine picked the Washington Potatoes, and Tony Patriot, along with I shave my balls for this, picked the Jaguars. Only two teams are remaining. And that is the Milford Academy and obviously me because, you know, I got it like that. The Milford Academy picked the Rams and I picked the Broncos. Now, for the record, on Saturday, right, I posted a link in our private Facebook group saying, hey, join this thing if you want to get in on it, right? Well, Tony Patriot commented, and I quote, I submitted my pick. No point in signing up, guys. Tony Patriot has this shit won already. By 2 p.m. Mountain Time on Sunday, he replied to his comment with, and I quote again, can we start over? This guy spent his entire off season on his podcast, the 58 West King podcast. That's linked down in the show notes as well. Talking about how he didn't know if he could trust the Jaguars under Urban Meyer. Everybody came into this season wondering if the Texans could win a game all year long. And everyone and their mother knew that if they were going to win a single game this season, one game, if they were going to win a game, it was this one against the Jaguars. I'll see you next week, Milford Academy. Rolling into our week one recap. We have matchup number one. This is the Eskimo brothers traveling to the pocket dogs here. The Eskimo brothers got solid performance out of the Packers quarterback for a good 2.04 points. Thank you, Jordan Love, for getting him to the positive. Derrick Henry with 10.7. Fournette, 10.9. Ridley, 10.10. Jarvis, 19.4. Jared Cook with 10.6, and the rest of his lineup duds, under 10 points. Allen Robinson under 10 points. He started A.J. Dillon. He started A.J. Dillon, a backup who didn't get time last year. He he didn't get time. You're starting a quarterback for the Packers and the running back for the Packers. Those things don't correlate in an offense where the running back doesn't even play, and he's not the pass catching back. And then Mike Kosicki got him a zero. The only thing he had decent on his bench was the Saints quarterback at 23 points. Thank you, Jameis, for your five touchdowns and 180 yards. 
The pocket dogs come in. Bills quarterback, 19.2. Josh Jacobs was 17. Devonta Adams, 10.6. Keenan Allen, 21. He did what he was supposed to do. Chase Claypool with 10. And Jalen Rieger was 16.9. Less than 10 points on his roster, Michael Pittman Jr., Mark Andrews, and Sonny Michelle, he started. He got himself uh, two-tenths of a point there. Pocket Dogs take this one away, 105.8 to the Eskimo Brothers, 76.84. Matchup number two, we had the Milford Academy traveling to I Shave My Balls for this. This one was a doozy, Milford Academy. Cowboys quarterback, 34 points. Nick Chubb, 22 points. Chris Carson, 12. Stephon Diggs, 15. Dallas Goddard, 14. Jamar Chase, 24.9. Let's go, Jamar Chase. Devonta Parker, 12.1. He got less than 10 points out of Juju, Mike Evans, and that is it. Things that might have helped him on his bench a little bit. Uh, Gronk went for 29. That's about it. But it really didn't matter because there's not enough points that he could have put up on his entire roster should he put the perfect roster together to beat and compete with. I shave my balls for this. I shave my balls for this. 36 out of the Rams quarterback. 17 out of Johnson Taylor. 17, Miles Sanders. 41 from Tyreek Hill. 40 from Amari Cooper. Chenault puts up 12.9. Logan Thomas, 12. Miles Gaskin, 12.6. Smokey Brown, 19.4. I shave my balls for this Hans Milford Academy. It's inaugural loss in Taco Court Fantasy Football League to 10.14 to 150.92. We might have called that on the previous podcast. Matchup number three in a rematch of last year's championship game. We had Password Taco going to Too Hot to Handle. Password is Taco started out Thursday night really well. 38 points out of Brady. Eh, but then you get to his running back position. Ezekiel Elliott, 5.9. DeAndre Swift gives him 24. DK, 16. Kenny Galladay, 10. Ruggs, 6.6. George Kittle, 9.8. Raheem Mostert, 2.0 with an injury. That hurt. That definitely hurt. Probably wasn't going to play a factor into it anyways. But Melvin Gordon with a 24.8 thanks to one long run at the end of the game. Too hot to handle. Cardinals quarterback, 41 points. Antonio Gibson, 11.8. D. Montgomery, the D train, 20.8. Cooper Cup, 27. Jerry Judy, 13.2. Ouch. Debo Samuel with a 36 burger. Travis Kelsey, 25. Rojo, negative 0.6. Rojo and A.J. Green, 4.5. Couple little things on his bench that move his points up a little bit, but too hot to handle. Runs away with the matchup. Establishing his dominance, saying last year was not a fluke. He may repeat He's saying 180.56 to 139.06. And now for one of our favorite matchups, matchup number four, we had the California Boner James. Changed his name to California Boner Jams. Good thing that on the last episode, me and Tony pointed out the fact that he had a typo. We didn't know if it was a shot at James, who he really doesn't know, but it would have been pretty good if he left it. But it's the California Boner Jams 03 going to the three penis wine. California Boner Jams. Eagles quarterback 34. Aaron Jones 4. Najee Harris 5.9. Bob Woods 12.4. Chris Godwin 25.5. Devonta Smith 19. Tyler Higby 11.8, Kareem Hunt 17.1, and Marquise Calloway 2.4. He had Antonio Brown on his bench with 26.7, Marvin Jones with 18.7. Those guys probably could have helped him out a little bit. Three penis wine though, home field advantage. Seahawks quarterback 37.06, Dalvin Cook right at 20, Joe Mixon 27, Justin Jefferson 12.54, Deontay Johnson 14, Brandon Cooks 20, Robbie Tanyan 2.8. T. Higgins, 15.8, and Darrell Henderson with 15.7. He did have his boy, the Bengals quarterback, on the 
bench, but it wouldn't have helped him out because he scored 13 less than the Seahawks quarterback at 24.6. Big ups to Nick. He took a flight from Colorado all the way out to Cincinnati to be at Paul Brown to watch his team, the Bengals, and his fantasy team, including Joe Mixon and T. Higgins, tear it up and rip California Boner James a new one. I might just call him California Boner James the entire season. Sounds better, rolls off the tongue better. Three penis wine over California Boner Jams 03, 166.1 to 133.16. In our fifth matchup, Tony Patriot traveled to the murder boners. Mr. Auto Draft himself, Tony Patriot with the Ravens quarterback, 20 points. Austin Eckler, 11.7. Jamal Williams with 25. DeAndre Hopkins, 26. Terry McLaurin, 10. Tyler Lockett in my pocket. Migos for 30. TJ Hawkinson for 25.7, DJ Chark for 18.6, and Elijah Moore for a little bit less than one point. Tony Patriot made a move right before kickoff that we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's definitely going to benefit his team here coming up next weekend for the long haul. Murder Boners, Titans quarterback 16.18, Saquon Barkley 3.7, CEH 10.2, AJ Brown 14.9, Adam Thielen 30, Julio 5.9, Noah Fent 12.2, Brendan Ayuk, he didn't even play. He didn't even suit up. He was a flex. He didn't even suit up. Zero. Chase Edmonds for 14.6. He did have the Dolphins quarterback. He's the only person who put up decent points on his bench at 18.58. And it would have given him another two points, but he still gets smoked. 168.2 to 107.88. In our final matchup, we have Cops Lives Matter traveling to yours truly, the Vinegar Strokes. Cops Lives Matter had the Chiefs quarterback with 43.28. Alvin Kamara, 18.1. James Robinson, 8.4. DJ Moore, 15.4. Cortland Sutton, 2.4. Corey Davis, 26.7. Kyle Pitts, 7.1. Damien Harris, 13.7. And Jalen Waddle was 16.1. 16.1 for Jalen Waddle. He did have Sterling Shepard on his bench with a good 26.3. That could have helped him out in that Cortland Sutton category right there, especially after the last podcast where me and Tony talked about how the Teddy Bridgewater move at quarterback for the Broncos actually benefited Jerry Judy more than it did Noah Fant and definitely Cortland Sutton. He's just not that down the field guy. And then you also had Sterling Shepard filling in for Evan Ingram or not really filling in, but he's going to take all the middle of the field from Evan Ingram because Evan Ingram was sitting out as well. And yeah, I might have given him a victory. The Vinegar Strokes, yours truly, came into Monday Night Football down 46 points. 46 points. The Vinegar Strokes are down with two players, Darren Waller and Tyson Williams. But we'll go through the entire matchup, the entire roster of the greatness that is the Vinegar Strokes. Chargers quarterback 17.38 against a stout Washington Potatoes defense. Christian McCaffrey didn't even score a touchdown, didn't get 100 yards, 27.7 points. Mike Davis, controversy this week in this league about Mike Davis, 10.2 points. C.D. Lamb, 25.4, started out good on a Thursday night. Robbie Anderson, one big catch, 14.7. Tyler Boyd, the third wide receiver in the Bengals offense, probably the fourth behind smoking Joe Mixon. 6.2. Randall Cobb. Put him in my flex for Mike Williams. I didn't want too much collateral damage should the potatoes lock down the Chargers offense. Mike Williams on my bench went for 22.2. That that, it's not a question what happens in this game. Should I not make that move? And Aaron Rodgers decide that he's probably better throwing off with his left hand than his right hand. Randall Cobb 4.3 points. And the Monday Night Spectacular. The greatest comeback in Taco Corp history. 46 points down. 
We have Tyson Williams with 18.4 points, a 37, 35, 30-something yard scamper on fourth and one for a tutter, and everybody's favorite tight end, hashtag M-O-A-R, more. Darren Waller, has 19 targets and 28.5 fantasy points. Had Derek Carr been able to get him the ball, it'd be somewhat accurate should Darren Waller not try to catch passes, leaning backwards, falling away, going, falling to the middle of the field while he's running to the outside of the field, burning two defenders with one hand instead of two hands. He probably puts up at least 80 points. He puts up at least 80 points and the vinegar strokes are over 200. But the vinegar strokes complete the immaculate comeback 152.78 to 151.18. In the week one preview episode, me and Tony went over our locks of the week. I just flat out came and said it. Matt's team sucks. Matt's team is not going to be good this year. Give me the three penis wine over the California Boner Jams 03. Welcome to Taco Corp, a real fantasy football league. Stiff competition. Stiff like a boner jam right up your pie hole buddy nick obviously i mean we talked about it earlier three penis one smash spot all those bangles all those bangles lock of the week one and oh for nate tony came on he said hey all year anybody who's playing the eskimo brothers pocket dogs won that matchup pretty easily i mean how can you not you're playing the eskimo brothers nate and tony one and oh on locks of the week we'll see how that goes next week as we continue that little piece season-long bet update If you didn't listen to episode 40, where Tony and I did a snake draft of the managers and their teams for a season-long total points bet, giving us six managers a piece, be sure to go back and listen to that one, episode 40, right before this one. This is 41. The number before 41 is 40. Go listen to that one real quick. Catch up how it happened, kind of the rules and everything like that. So to give an update, we're going to go over the teams, the totals that they put up this week, and the total points and what our standings are. Tony has the vinegar strokes. Why wouldn't you want to pick me? I mean, I'm the greatest thing that's ever lived in fantasy football. So the vinegar strokes put up 152.78. I shaved my balls for this 210.14. Two out to handle 180.56. Tony Patriot, that's himself, 168.2. Three penis wine with 166.1. And the Eskimo brothers bringing him back down to earth with 76.84. Giving him a total of 954.62 points out of week one. I'm sitting here with Password is Taco 139.06. Milford Academy 150.92, The Pocket Dogs 105.8, Murder Boners 107.88, Cops Lives Matter 150.18, and the California Boner Jams 133.16 with a total of 788 points, giving Tony a lead out of week one with 166.62 points in our season-long bet. We still have not decided, I have not posted a poll or anything like that to our league managers as to what the punishment will be. But once we get that, we will uh, update you here on the pod. And now for a word from our sponsors. Hey, you. Yeah. You're a man. Yeah. Men don't have time for dieting, exercise, or long boring advertisements, so we'll catch up to Chase. Introducing new Power Thirst Man Milk. It's a plastic can of powdered awesome, guaranteed to bring out your inner man. Man milk is packed with protein. So much protein. More protein than a giant nutsack. It's a protein shake for bros. Protein. You'll have giant muscles, muscles. Yeah. Just bulging all, all the, the time. time. Don't believe us? Check out this testimonial from bodybuilder Bull Biceps. Even his name is manly. muscles. You drink Power Thirst? Yeah. Taste this. New Power Thirst Man Milk. Bring out your inner man. Consult your physician before use if you are or may become pregnant, nursing, or female. Do not consume if you are lactose intolerant or allergic to peanuts, soy, or methamphetamine. Welcome back. Now we're going to get into some news and notes around the league. And we'll start with an injury report. Going down by position quarterback, 
Washington Potatoes. Ryan Fitzpatrick is on the IR with a hip set to miss six to eight weeks. Taylor Henneke, starting quarterback, Washington Potatoes. Running back Raheem Mostert getting knee surgery out for the season. At first, the initial thoughts were to miss up to eight weeks, but he's getting surgery. He's done for the year. Says he's coming back. I don't know why. Hang it up, bud. You got paid just like you wanted to, just to get hurt. And that's why you don't pay running backs. And he wasn't even getting paid a lot. Was, I mean, in comparison, right? Elijah Mitchell tore it up. Expected to see some more work in the future. The favorite guy I can't quit and I finally quit. Handcuff-wise, Rashad Penny. Cap injury. I mean, like a couple plays. Calf injury. Multiple weeks, he's gone. Washed to potatoes. Limited in practice. Antonio Gibson. Shoulder. Shoulder against the Chargers. He's probably going to be okay. So don't worry about it. But something to monitor. Wide receivers. Michael Gallup. Calf going to the IR. Looking to miss at least three weeks after getting hurt against the Bucks. Week one. One that hurts a lot of people right here. Broncos. Wide receiver. Jerry Judy. Ankle. High ankle sprain. Several weeks. Never going to be the same. Tim Patrick probably going to fill a bigger role there. Maybe a little bit KJ Hamler. I'd expect Tim Patrick. Anyways, tight ends. Evan Ingram, calf, still can't practice. Evan Ingram, calf, still can't practice. <sighs> probably going to miss the game against Potatoes. Eagles, Zach Ertz, hamstring. He's expected to be okay, though. Offensive lineman, shit that actually matters. Chicago Bears left tackle. Jason Peters, quad. And Larry Barome, ankle. Both injured against the Rams. No word on that yet. Browns left tackle. Jedrick Wills, ankle likely to miss time after needing to leave the game against the Chiefs. Chargers right tackle, Brian Balaga, back, knocked out of the game against Washington. That's huge. Right tackle, Austin Eckler. You want your power run guys on the right-hand side when you got a right-handed quarterback. Pass protectors on the left. Patriots right tackle, Trent Brown, had to come out of the Dolphins game, and his status is unknown for the Jets. He's considered to be day-to-day. Jets left tackle. Makai Becton, this one sucked. Knee. MCL injury against the Panthers. Set the miss four to six weeks. That one hurts the Jets, who don't really have linemen to begin with. No deed linemen of note. Linebacker. Niners outside linebacker Dre Greenlaw. Groin hurt against the Lions. Status unknown against the Eagles. Dude's actually all right. He had a nice pick. Hard to have a groin injury and chase around Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Niners aren't good. People are hyping it up for what they did. Beginning, they're not good. Defensive backs, Lions cornerback Jeff Akuda tore his Achilles against the Niners. Chargers safety, Nash Adderley, forced out of the game against the Potatoes with a shoulder. Marcus Lattimore, corner for the Saints, thumb expected to miss at least two weeks after suffering an injury because it requires surgery. Jets safety, LaMarcus Joyner, season-ending tear in his tricep against the Panthers and cornerback Jason Verrett of the Niners, ACL torn against the Lions. And the Broncos have placed cornerback Ronald Darby on the IR with a hammy that'll cause him to miss at least three weeks and leave him week to week after that, probably a while. Something to monitor going into week two as it has a load of fantasy implications, especially for yours truly who had the number one overall pick in rosters. CMC for the first time in his life, Adam Schefter. Yes, the Adam Schefter who has me blocked on Twitter at Naderay530 going on 10 years now tweeted, Saints have had a handful of offensive coaches test positive for COVID calling into question their statuses for Sunday's game versus Carolina per source. But one Saints source has said, we'll be just fine. The breakdown of that positive test results for the Saints organization per Adam Schefter's source. Eight total cases, six offensive coaches, one nutritionist, and one player. That's positive. Positive tests. I don't know what the damn rules are about close contact and all that kind of stuff, but it could end up being something that gets pretty dicey for those Saints guys and whether or not they're going to be able to play. So... Continue to monitor that over the week. Section I'm going to do on recaps of every single week is called Rants and Raves. 
Number one, Matt Stafford just doesn't move the needle for the Rams. The guy sat there and had 321 yards and three touchdowns. Two of his touchdowns, one to Van Jefferson on the right sideline. He catches the ball right in between two people. He's wide open. He's like five yards from any any defensive back. Van Jefferson catches this ball 60 yards down the field, falls down, falls down. Van Jefferson falls down in between two defensive backs for the Chicago Bears after catching a 60-yard bomb. He's laying on the ground and rolls over. Two Bears defenders literally run right past him and not touch him. He gets up, runs for a touchdown. It's like a 70-yard touchdown for Matthew Stafford. 70 yards right there. And a touchdown. The touchdown, really. Right? That's what really matters right there. Later on in the game, another 60-yard touchdown. Cooper Cup, 67 yards, whatever the hell it was. It was fucking far. Cooper Cup's running down the left side of the an NFL field. On NFL fields, on NFL fields, there are NFL players, supposedly the best in the world. Cooper Cup is 20 yards from the nearest defender. Jared Goff can do both of those things. Jared Goff can do that shit. Now the throw to Robert Woods for the toe tap touchdown inside the five. Yeah, that, that was a good throw, right? But it's nothing different. There's not a lot different there that they had from Stafford to Goff. Definitely not three picks. I don't even know what it was. Two first and a third or some shit like that to get rid of Goff in this offense. And the announcers on Sunday Night Football are over there praising about how Matt Stafford is the golden child. And oh my gosh, him coming here, this, that, the other. Matt Stafford never had a chance. All these weapons he's got. The guy had fucking Megatron. Arguably the greatest receiver of all time. The most dominant receiver of all time. I mean, I think outside of Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens was fucking nasty. But Calvin Johnson, he doesn't retire. He's shattering shit. He couldn't be guarded. He's DeAndre Hopkins plus 50 pounds. Unstoppable. Matt Stafford, 321 yards, three touchdowns. QBR, 89.9. Let's go over to golf. 338 yards. That's more than Stafford. Three touchdowns. He threw a pick. Quarterback rating, 92.6. He threw for more yards than Stafford. With no weapons. Nobody drafted anybody from the fucking Lions outside of Hawkinson and Swift. He doesn't have a wide receiver to throw to. He doesn't have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. He doesn't have Sean McVay to lead him. One of the better offensive minds in the regular season. Fucking star defensive end from Notre Dame, Rudy, could have scored on that Cooper Cup touchdown. Hell, he could have scored on the Van Jefferson one. The Bears just don't play secondary defense. Not impressed. I just became a Jared Goff fan. If anybody would like to send me a jersey, I wear a large size t-shirt. So whatever that translates to in jersey size, you know, go ahead and DM me for my address. Moving on. Monday Night Football had two broadcasts to watch. One with the traditional broadcast that we're used to seeing. And the other one on ESPN, we called it the Manning Cast. I think that's what it's called. I don't know what it's really called, but Manning Cast, where Peyton and Eli chop shop with at their own homes. They were inside their own homes. Basically, it was like a stream. It was like watching Zoom or some shit. And there's two people and they're sharing a screen. It was actually pretty awesome. But the thing is, is they actually talk about what the hell's going on in the game. And from a football perspective, rather than just being some bozos in a booth reading off a bunch of stat sheets and notes that are prepared for them on topics to speak about from their damn producers. They dialed in others. Ray Lewis came in. He's speaking about what's going on on the defense during the game. What kind of audibles, what they're looking at. All that kind of stuff. While Peyton and Eli are talking about the offensive side of the ball, that shit was awesome. Travis Kelsey, who doesn't know that he's playing Baltimore next week, and he came in, and he also had this great clip about how the Chiefs run their offense. Uh, no, the best just, is right before the play. I'll, just, I'll I, I, If it's right before the play, I'll look at Patton and we'll just give him the eyes like, yeah, I'm about to make some shit up right here, bro. And then Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson, came into the show to cap it off near the end. But I will tell you one thing about this right here. Eli and Peyton totally missed the boat on this. 
Ball was at the one yard line about being about to be punched in. And they didn't ask him what the go-to play was here. You have to ask Russell Wilson that. Peyton and Eli are funny as shit. They look like goobers, but they're funny as fuck. Especially when it comes to football stuff. I mean, they're quick-witted and everything like that. They totally missed it. Hey, Russ, you're right here on the one. First and goal on the one. What do you do? You, you, you throw the slant? Come on, man. Eli, everybody was waiting for it. Peyton, everybody was waiting for it. I wish they would go make a clip and edit themselves out and re-ask the question. That would be pretty fucking funny. Sorry, guys. We knew the people wanted this. I hope they continue this, though. I hope they continue doing this ESPN on ESPN2. I mean, they're going to lose broadcasters. They're going to lose them because no one's going to watch regular football like that. I don't care that the screen's a little bit smaller when I'm sitting there watching Peyton and Eli chop shop with a bunch of different people from the NFL, retired and active, just hopping in on calls. I mean, Russell Wilson, you're getting the personal side of all the players, too. Travis Kelsey looked high as fuck. Russell Wilson's over there like, yeah, you know, I'm studying tape, you know me, but you know, the kids are asleep. So, you know, you get that that little personal side of those type of players and everything like that. You get to just hear how they talk and everything. It's like sitting in, in the room with your buddies watching football on a Sunday. You probably don't have the sound super loud because you guys are all talking bullshitting and talking about what's going on or whatever like that. That's what it was like. Man, I don't I don't know anything else that was really better when it comes to watching sports other than watching baseball because that's the greatest sport of all time. Next, as me and Tony predicted, California Boner Jams and the Milford Academy would have a rough start coming in to talk for fantasy football league. They were both going to lose with L's. Therefore, last night, Monday night football's going on. Games and totals are ending. Tony Patriot sends out a message in our group, Facebook group, says, welcome to Talk of Corp. Bitch! With the screenshots of their scores, getting hammered week one. Hammered week one. And last but not least, Matt Graham. At GrahamTheMan69 on Twitter. This guy got a little upset with how his squad was ranked and how the words spoken about it were said in the last episode, episode 40. We ranked him at the bottom. And dirt cheap. I think Tony had him at 10. I had him at 11. Long term, everything about his squad. He was so triggered that he flipped his phone around. By the way, thanks for having an iPhone, Matt. And he felt the need to air out his grievances using his aforementioned Twitter handle and also decided it would be the best time to take a jab at my team in all its greatness here's the audio hey nate this video is for you you sandbag and backstabbing son of a bitch lock of the week to lose boner james 03 it hurts it hurts so much you're gonna sit there in your ivory tower with your trash ass squad starring the cynthia doll himself robbie anderson and tell me i'm the lock of the week to lose that it's gonna be a rude awakening for me in the taco corp fantasy football league let me tell you this, buddy. I've been playing fantasy football longer than you've been getting erections. Okay, partner? Don't you worry about me. Just worry about your team. And you're running back to Mike Davis. Oh, don't matter, though. Don't worry. You handcuffed him with Cordero Patterson. Way to go. Well done, you. Bitch. Matt, we said what we said. More importantly, I said what I said. Your team is dog shit. Your hair's dog shit. And last but not least... Your nipples look like fried bologna with the damn red ring still on it. Dog shit. Imagine taking jabs at both Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson, who scored 10.2 and 8.7 fantasy points respectively this week, while your two actual starters, people in your starting lineup, RB1, RB2, and Aaron Jones and Najee Harris scored 4.2 and 5.9 fantasy points respectively. A little math lesson for you, pal. 
4.2 plus 5.9 equals 10.1. 10.1 is less than 10.2 in which that garbage can of a running back Mike Davis scored this week. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Before we shut it down with another banger of the week, be sure to check out our very own Tony Patriots podcast for his league, the 58 West King podcast, and look out for a heater of an episode in which he has a pretty big name joining him soon. Also, go check out our friends at Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League and their podcast, The Fantasy Roast, as we look forward to hearing how their host, Ryan and the Tupac of Wookiees, did taking on the Blazing Wing Challenge after getting smoked by his co-host, Chris, in the Battle of Kansas City during week one. All that shit is linked in the show notes below for you. For real, just fucking swipe up and click it, okay? Like, it's not that hard. Swipe your damn phone, go to whatever it is, where the damn, what do you call that shit? The show note thingy or whatever like that, that is with the episode on whatever platform you're looking at. There's a bunch of fucking links. Go click them, subscribe to their podcast, listen to them. They're fucking amazing, especially the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League guys. Tony, okay, whatever. He's just got a lot of them and he's got a cool guest coming on. I mean, unless I'm on that podcast, it's it's kind of just meh. So uh, anyways, Banger of the Week takes us back to 1997. Hell of a year. The Marlins took home the World Series. We talked about that. Their second one last time. Marlins took up one in 97. Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl. Mike Tyson bit off part of Evander Holyfield's ear while playing Minnesota. Dennis Rodman kicked the cameraman in the dick. Anyways, this one here is dedicated to the thoughts running through the minds of Terrence and Matt as we go into week two and they question who they really are as humans. Torn by Natalie Emberle. Enjoy. Love you. Bye. I saw a man brought to life He was warm, he came around Like he was dignified He showed me what it was to cry Well, you couldn't be that man I adore You don't seem to know, seem to care What your heart is for Well, I don't know him anymore There's nothing where he used to lie has one drive That's what's going on Nothing's fine I'm torn I'm all out of faith This is how I feel I'm cold and I am shamed Lying naked on the floor Illusion never changed Into something
Patient has run dry. That's what's going on. 